0: Good morning and thanks so much for listening in. Happy Monday to you. This is the Daily Morning Update from BQ Prime, and I'm Alex Matthew. Today is the 6th of March. We begin with international news. China has set a modest economic growth target of around 5% for the year, with the nation's top leaders avoiding any large stimulus to spur a consumer-driven recovery that is already underway. Chinese Premier Li Keqiang announced the GDP goal at the Communist Party-controlled Parliament's annual meeting, which kicked off on Sunday. Economists had expected a more ambitious target, about 5%, after the end of restrictions to prevent the spread of the COVID-19 virus. Li also said that the government would target disorderly expansion in the property sector, according to a Bloomberg report. Back home, the Reserve Bank of India is keeping close watch on the top 20 business houses that have the largest borrowings from banks to identify risks in advance, according to people with knowledge of the matter, and that is a report by the Economic Times. This is increased vigilance, and it is in addition to the routine monitoring of systemically important financial intermediaries and the central repository of information on large credits. Here's an update for those of you that are in the market for investments in gold. The latest tranche of the sovereign gold bond that is managed by the Reserve Bank of India will open today and close on the 10th of March. The price per gram of gold has been set at 5,561 rupees. And that's after the 50 rupee discount per gram for digital payments. Remember the holding period for these bonds is eight years and there's an annual coupon of 2%. You can, of course, pull money out early, but if you hold to maturity, there is no capital gains tax. Moving on, in corporate news, the national company law appellate tribunal has allowed another round of auction for Alliance Capital, thereby allowing the Committee of Creditors stance of an extended round of auctions. In more news from overseas, a team of police from Islamabad has attempted to arrest former Prime Minister Imran Khan in Lahore in the Tosha Khanna case yesterday. They couldn't find him and returned after assurance from Khan's legal team that he will appear before court on the 7th of March. Meanwhile, the Pakistan Electronic Media Regulatory Authority has imposed a ban on broadcasting live and recorded speeches and press conferences of the former prime minister on all satellite TV channels with immediate effect. In Japan, Prime Minister Fumio Kishida has said that the country will cease to exist if it can't slow a fall in its birth rate. Last year, there were fewer than 800,000 births and about 1.58 million deaths in the country. The birth rate has been declining in Japan for some years now and is expected to cause problems for its social security system as well as economic growth, with availability of labor declining. The proportion of people 65 or over, meanwhile, has risen to more than 29%. In international markets this morning, it's a strong start to trade in the Asia-Pacific region, with all three early rises starting with gains. And with that, it's over to Neeraj Shah for the trade setup for the day in India. Good morning, Neeraj.
1: Could we see more buying at the start of the week after Friday's jump? Thanks, Alex, and good morning. And wishing you and everybody a very happy holy. Well, um, the momentum might continue. One should be faulted for thinking. uh, But the global markets are okay. The Asian markets are slightly higher. US futures marginally lower. We have a holiday tomorrow. So in that sense, uh, we have 24 hours to contend with of no action while the global markets might actually trade and might be volatile. So that is something that could be on playing on people's minds. But largely the outlook seems okay. Now, Jeffrey's put out a note in Friday's session wherein they are saying that since Jan 1st, they have uh, interacted with 50-plus foreign investors and some large funds had a large underweight. But several investors uh, that they met recently gave them an impression that the underweight might get close soon. And their analysis of uh, a a period of uh, underperformance by the Nifty on a 90 day rolling basis performance, which is what this one is also supposed to look like, shows that post such an underperformance, the Nifty outperforms by 11 to 20 percentage points in the subsequent 90-day period. Now, the question that comes to mind is that, did Friday usher in the start of one more period of outperformance? Let's wait and watch. A lot of themes to focus on. Uh, the infra index is likely to be in focus on the long side this week as per number of technical chartists. So do watch out for that. It it has a bunch of stocks beyond what one might consider pure play infra. So you might want to look at that. I'll read up Dr. Sikhan column for that as well on BQ Prime. Uh, PSU banks recoup losses, but still 12% away from the December highs. So maybe some more momentum there. And... Um, Pharma, it's available at attractive valuations, but the trend is firmly lower on the back of consistent selling. Picture this, Sipla, Ipka, Loras, all of them hit fresh one-year lows in Friday's session on a day when the market went high. So that's something to watch out for. In terms of stocks to watch, Ashoka BuildCon is the company uh, with the partner will sell about 100% stake in a subsidiary to Mahanagar gas for 531 crores. So maybe some money's come there. IEX gave a February 2023 business update, uh, which is a 10% increase of YOY. Uh, and maybe the stock has a bit of a reaction, who knows. Tech Mahindra might be in focus. Uh, they did an analyst meet, and they have sounded constructive in the medium-term outlook on demand, barring the near-term uncertainty. So maybe Tech Mahindra too could come in focus. So that is uh, also one to watch out for. And uh, amongst everything else, uh, there is a windfall tax cut which leads brokerages to believe that it is slight positive for reliances post windfall margin. And most brokerages including CLSA are constructive on ONGC, Oil India, as well as Reliance Industries. So that is something to watch out for as well. Mahanagar Gas has made an inorganic foray. They've acquired 100% stake in Unision and Enviro, that a small city gas distributor with licenses for three geographical areas. So maybe this could be in focus. As I said, that what is Azhoka Buildcon's uh, gain also has Mahanagar Gas involved there. So the, the belief is that it could change the perception around MGL's perceived lack of growth aggression. So that is something to watch out for as well. With that, it's back to you.
0: Thanks, Neeraj. And as always, thank you all for listening in. This is Alex Matthews signing off. Have a great day.